Hi, this is Vicente, and you are listening to Torrevieja Talk. Hola, my name is George, captain of Torrevieja. You are listening to Torrevieja Talk. Hola, me llamo Vicente y estáis escuchando Torrevieja Talk. Good evening and thank you for joining us on episode 10 of Torrevieja Talk. My name is Paul from the FMC. I'm Chris from, I'm the commercial director at the club. And I'm Paul from uh, the F, fellow Peña to the FMC, the Merseyside Socios of Torrevieja. Fantastic. Let's get down to this week's episode. What will we be talking about, Paul? Okay, so this week we've actually going to be discussing the absolute fantastic performance on Sunday. And we our 2-0 win over local rivals Orihuela. Um, it was a game we went into when we were desperately in need of the three points to get us up out of the relegation zone in a way. And in fantastic fashion, we got them, Chris. Yeah, it was an absolutely, uh, it, was a, it was a brilliant day. Absolutely brilliant day. Um, it was our best crowd of the season. I think about 800, 850 people there, which, wow. was, a, which was a bumper crowd. Um, Oruella brought quite a few down as well, which was good as they're only just down the road. As you say, really needed a, a win, first of all, but a win with a, a very solid performance against quite a poor Oruella team, to be honest. But still a, still a solid performance was uh, exactly what we needed going into the Elche game this week. I think um, the, the crowd, Chris, sounded fantastic. I mean, what was it like being there? The, as I say, the, the atmosphere was, was amazing. Um, the, the Fondo Serpena um, behind, uh, behind the, one of the goals were just on it from the word go. I think about six or seven of the lads turned up with drums uh, and they just did not stop playing throughout the entire match. Uh, that with, as I say, quite just just general numbers in the in the stadium, it just made it a really really great atmosphere. I think anyone that came along to their first game on on Sunday would have definitely gone away, sort of thinking, "Wow, this is this is something we'd like to do again." I think obviously. Sorry, go I was on, just, sorry, I was just going to say, and obviously the result and the performance will add to that as well. It wasn't as well as the atmosphere. Yeah, it was just 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 everything fell into place on Sunday from from start to finish. It was it was excellent. Um, I wanted to ask you, Chris. Um, there was a bumper crowd there compared to previous games this season. Was that the local the locals rallying behind because they saw Torvieka needed the support? And did many who maybe had arrived for the first time, did you hear them leaving the ground talking about coming back again? Uh, I, th- I think it's sort of uh, it's, it's a mixture of lots of things. Um, the, the previous gaming as well against Crevalente, we, we had a we had a decent crowd, but this was this was a bigger crowd. Um, there's a lot of promotional work that we're doing behind the scenes. So sort of every, everyone on the board is out there, sort of just trying to get people in people in the ground. Um, we've done quite a lot of radio advertising in the, in the last couple of weeks. And again, plus it being a team that is literally just half an hour tops down down the road, um, is it there is there is, they're the closest thing to a local rival that we've got. So that would have just added to, uh, to to people wanting to come. It was also a fiesta weekend. It might have been that people were looking for something to do on the Sunday. A whole load of things could have gone into the fact that people turned out to actually to actually watch the side. Well, I think for myself and Paul as fans of the club, I think well done to yourself, Chris, and to the absolutely the, the board. As you said, you've done a lot of work behind the scenes, and it is clearly paying off with the crowd that turned up. So fair play. Well, it's it, it is very much a team effort, and and hopefully, hopefully that isn't just a one-off. I mean, it, it's great to get one really, really good crowd. But now we've all got a taste for it like that. It'd be fantastic to see the same again when we play Castell on in a, in a couple of weeks' time, and then even for the for the games against not not so local, not so bigger clubs as Castell on. 
It would just be great if we could really start to get a consistent in and around at least a 1,000 people coming to watch the games. Yeah, definitely. That would be fantastic. Um, let's get into the match. I think um, before we start, what I will say is people who listen on YouTube, SoundCloud and iTunes, you can find the link to the highlights in the description below. Um, what I want to say before we actually talk about the, the goals, which were fantastic, Chris, and any any more talk about it, I want to just mention the goalkeeper situation. Oscar returned in goal, am I right, Paul? He did, yeah. He came back. He, it was uh, Miguel, our second standing keeper, that played last week. Um, you know, he, he wasn't tested a great deal, conceded too, but I don't think they either of them were at his fault. So um, we kind of expected to see Oscar to come back in. I think um, the reason I wanted to pick on that first, Chris, was um, during the highlights, if people check it out, as I said, it's in the description below, um, the goalkeeping performance, in my opinion, was superb. He was, taking, yeah. he was taking everything early with his hands far away from his body, which means if there was a mistake, he could, he could um, react and obviously take a second bite at it. I thought he was fantastic. He looked really composed. Um. Oscar didn't have a great deal to do, to be honest, in, in the entire game. Um, I think that the highlights have probably made his performance look bigger than it actually was, purely because of the, the lack of stuff that he had to do. But for me, the sign of a good goalkeeper is when you haven't got much to do. Um, if there is just one or two things that you are, are required to do, you do them well, shows you're concentrating. There was, there was one moment in the second half where there was sort of a, a tricky cross-come shot that went across the six-yard box um, the guy was clearly offside in the first place, which means people could have switched off. Oscar dealt with it by palming it away very comfortably. That was the only real time Oriwella even got into our penalty area, to be honest. So it was a yeah, it was a, it was it was a sol- it was a solid goalkeeper performance. Um, in terms of him coming back, if I'm being critical, I think uh, I think Miguel could have done better with the first goal in in the Crevalente game. But um, Oscar's come back in, and for me, he's still the club's number one, um, and, and hopefully he'll he'll be a able to just sort of work his way back into that regular spot again. Yeah, I think um I do I think we've we've mentioned this for a few weeks, Paul, that um from from our opinions it's just fantastic to see that there's um two goalkeepers battling. At this level I think other clubs would love to have this situation where you have got two such good goalkeepers. Yeah, definitely and, and, and when they are there they you know they are putting good performances. Both of them have got clean sheets under the belt as well, you know, fairly early on in the season. Oscar's got his second now after the weekend. So, you know, it it is good to see, it's comforting to see. And, you know, one of the things that as you said, it, it looked like from the highlights he, he had a great performance. But it's the confidence he was showing in his own ability, the fact that he wasn't hesitating, the fact that he you know, he was jumping into things and, and he knew what he was doing and, 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 and things like that. It was just it was it was literally just the simple things. I know it sounds stupid am I to people listening, but as Chris says, when you don't have a lot to do, and the fact that when the shots were coming in, they weren't testing shots as in, in the corner and stuff, but that's when mistakes can happen. The lack of concentration, he goes to catch one in his hands and drops it, where he was stepping in, hands out, catching it. It was nice to see. Um, before we go on to the, the second goal, which obviously Chris and Paul are going to want to talk about, Paul, you want to just quickly talk about the penalty, the first goal in the game? Yeah, so it was actually really early on. It was in the seventh minute. Um, the the guys were making a bit of an attacking manoeuvre. The ball came out to the right wing and it was Vicente picked it up, took it down the wing, got it to the byline and went to whip it in, got it past the man who was marking him. And then the guy on the edge of the box um, basically put his, whether he put his arm out intentionally or just tried to twist in midair and was unlucky, 
and the ball smacked him right on the palm and referee straight away, no hesitation, penalty. I think um, from the live perspective, Chris, was it a penalty from your view? Oh, it was a penalty all day long. I mean, the cross has come in, the guy's gone to clear it, he's kicked it into his own hand. It was uh, it was always going to be a penalty. Uh, but the, it was their left back who just had an absolute shocker and got hooked after 45 minutes. I think in that time he managed to give us a penalty, uh, kick, uh, strike a shot out of the stadium and get a yellow card for the most appallingly late tackle. Uh, so I, I don't think he'll be looking back uh, on that 45 minutes with a great deal of uh, pride. <laughs> Glad to get it over with. Um, yeah. Just moving on then, Chris, the second goal. I think um, we'll go to yourself first. Obviously, you were there in the stadium. Um, great composure. It, 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 was, it, was, it was the moment of the season so far. Um, Matej has just knocked the ball down the line uh, to, to Brani, who's probably been on about 10 minutes at this point, having come on a sub. And the guys just uh, sort of drifted inside, got it to the penalty area, and then just accelerated past two or three players, put the final defender on his backside, and then thumped it into the net. It was, for, for me, the best goal I've seen Torbiecka score since I've been involved. Uh, and I don't think there'd have been too many better goals than that, um, sort of, uh, in, in, in that, that level over, over the weekend. Absolutely brilliant moment. And again, with the crowd being... Uh, the, the size and the atmosphere that it was, the place just absolutely uh, if there'd been a roof on it, it would have gone off, it was, uh, it, it was just such a great moment. Definitely, I mean we can't reiterate enough, people who listen on SoundCloud and iTunes, which the viewing is getting bigger each week, which we absolutely love, check it out in the description the highlights are there and they are worth watching, it was a fantastic game, and as you say, the game finished 2-0, and um, Paul, what are your thoughts on the, on the, the final result? Could it have been more? Are you happy with the 2-0? Oh, no, I mean, you, you, we, it's still early on in the season and, and judging the performances, the struggles we had at the start of the season, you know, we've, we've got to say that 2-0 was an absolutely fantastic result. You know, we combine it with the, the performance and stuff like that. Um, it, it is certainly something that we want to build on from and, and, and repeat again. When, when you look back, the, what really shone out for me, shone? Shone out, sorry. Get me English back in. Um, the commitment that the guys were showing—they were chasing down every ball. They were diving in the way when you know when their players were, were, were pulling back the trigger. Um, you know, it seemed like they had confidence in themselves, confidence in the other guys. You know, the challenges they were putting in—it was—it it was just a perfect performance for me. A clean sheet as well to boot. Fantastic. I think I, I think a lot of it's a lot of it's got to go down to the fact that the skipper Jorge was recalled. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jorge, for, for me, is a, is a better central defender than he is midfielder. He was brought back into the defence to play alongside Quintero this week. And the guy just led um, from, from that place onwards. He was, uh, he was committed in every challenge. He, he was an absolutely dominant performance from him. Uh, and um, I think when Jorge's on the pitch, just the commitment and the desire that he shows uh, for the team to do well, it just rubs off on the people around you. You, you, you can't not be inspired when somebody is showing that much passion for, for, for the team. Um, and for me, he was, he was head and shoulders above anyone else on the pitch on Sunday. And, and I really hope that he's back in favour now because he just, for me, adds, adds that level of desire when, uh, when, when you need somebody just to stand up and be a leader. He, he was spot on at the weekend. Fantastic. I think um, what I want to do is I want to introduce a new feature. Um, people who who follow us and who maybe don't follow us, the FMC is part of footballmanagercentral.com, a website based around Football Manager. So what I want to do each week is pick a player from the match who Chris or Paul recommends 
to look at off, on Football Manager because the whole of the Toy Vieca squad is available on Football Manager. So, Chris, if you were going to pick someone who you'd recommend who could step up to the next level, who would it be? That's uh, that's a really good question. Uh, for me, I, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to pick on Branny because uh, Branny was part of my team that I did really well with with Torbiak and myself before uh, before all this started for everyone. Uh, he, was play- he was playing in the attacking midfield role for me in a, in a lovely little strikerless uh, sort of situation. I, I'd say go and check out Branny. I'm pretty sure that his stats must still still be pretty strong for for this time round. Uh, he's he's a good player. There you go. Andy scored the goal, which obviously we're all talking about. Um, before we move on to the other scores from the weekend, um, what I just want to quickly do is say that this episode is supported by Johnny Cooper Championship Manager. So, Chris, John, just let people know where they can get that book. Yeah, um, yeah Johnny Cooper Championship Manager is available on Amazon uh, and on my own website and probably in a few other lesser good places. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely worth a read if you remember the old Championship Manager game. Fantastic. I'm sure people will check that out. Paul, do you want to just um, give us a rundown from the other action in the division over the weekend? Okay, so first off, Boreal 2, Paterno 1. Atletico Sagrantino 4, Bunyol 1. CD Acero 0, Rayo Ibente 3. Muro 0, Castellon 0. Crevalente Deportivo 3, Jove Espanol 1. Villarreal C1, Torre Levante 1. Ontinian 2, Recambios Colon 0. Althera 4, Benignim 2. And then last up was Novelda 1, Elche Ilicitano, who we've got next, 3. Fantastic. Paul, thank you for running through them. Um, just quickly, Paul, what does that mean for the league table with our 2-0 victory at the weekend? Okay, so we've jumped up to 14th now. So we are getting a bit of breathing space, two or three points from the from the guys in the, the relegation spot. Um, there is quite a few around there, Bunyol, Moro, Asaro, Orihuela, who are struggling and, and haven't really had some good results of late, so they're getting sucked down. So it looks like we're on the way up. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're, where are we? Say so like three, four points separate us and the next six or seven, of course. So, you know, we, we can get another couple of results, even if it's a draw and a win over the next two games. You know, we, we could be definitely in chance with... Uh, with, with getting a good leap up the table. Definitely. Um, again, the sec- the second part of players recommended for football managers, as people know, Toivieka are based just behind the Segunda B. So, Paul, do you want to just read the, the five top goal scorers in the division? Maybe people can check them out and sign them for higher Spanish league clubs. Fantastic. Well, the top guy at the minute is uh, David Grande of Althea. He's got seven goals. He's the out-and-out top scorer. Next up, we've got five guys on six. So his teammate, Mauro Mello, uh, is on six. Carlos Esteve of Atlético Sagantino, who got a brace at the weekend. Victor Pino of Boreal, the new guys to the league. Nua of Elche, who we've got this weekend that we need to keep an eye on. And then Mario Real of Muro. So there's actually quite a few players for lower down teams who've got them. And it's pretty much they've got all the only goals that the teams have scored. Definitely. And um, what about people like myself who like a nice clean sheet? <laughs> then definitely the guy you need to go for is Antinian's keeper, Paredes. He's got five so far out of the nine games. Um, so he's definitely one you want in your side. There's four, sorry, there's three more with four. And that's Adrian Luna of Sagantino, Alvaro Compos of Castillon, which is actually quite surprising because they've been doing poor lately. And Zemo of Villarreal. 
the young keeper there who might be one for the future. He's got four as well. There you go. That's one to watch. Villarreal. Um, what was his name? Z- Zeno? Zemo X-I-M-O. Fantastic. I'll check him out as soon as we are finished. Um, we're just going to have a look down. Obviously, the next game, Chris, is Elche away. Yeah, so just a, just a sort of half an hour, 45-minute trip up the uh, up the road to Elche and their, and their B team. I mean, they're in third place at the minute, and that was a really good win for them away at Nebelda um, on Monday night. Uh, to, to come away with three points there is, is no mean feat at all. So it's gonna, it is going to be a very, very tough game. But we are looking better than we have done all season. So with any luck, if we can, if we can get a point or even nickel three, the confidence that's going to give uh, give the side um, off the back of that will be it will be amazing and take us into the Castellón game uh, in in sort of in really good spirit. So um, it's go- it's going to be a really interesting game. Uh, if I, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing if Padreño now is looking to keep the sort of same side that he put together for the weekend because that was the best we have played. Um, I like the, I like the formation. I like the passion. But we do seem to change things up quite a lot when we go away from home, even though this is only literally half an hour, 45 minutes up the road. So just say in on that, Chris. Sorry. Do you, do you think Branny's going to come in after his goal and his, his, his performances for the 20 it's, minutes he was on? It's really, it's really hard to call. I mean, he only came on at that moment because Adrian went off injured. Um, so who knows if Brani would have even sort of come on, would have even come on in the entire game because Adrian was having a good game. So, so, so I don't know. Brani, the best things I've seen Brani do has been when he's come on as a substitute. He he's rapid, um, but he hasn't really for me got the consistency over ninety minutes. But he's really, really good as an impact sort of sub. So, so I don't know. Uh, for an away game, I would actually think that Pedrinho probably will keep him on the bench. Um, but but the confidence the goal could have given him might be worth sticking him in for the start. Uh, if he was likely to play from the start and we were to go with sort of three behind a front man, you'd have to think Juan Mar's going to be on one side and Adrian would still be on the other side. So so probably, probably Brownie to be on the bench. Going to be a, going to be interesting to hear next week and exactly how the teams lined up and I, I think it's a good situation, Chris. That there is a couple of players who we're considering for the position better than not having somebody as backup in the position. Yeah, definitely. It, it would just be good to see some players really step up and own their shirt for a while and make themselves impossible to be dropped. Um, so far, there's been there has been quite a lot of mediocrity in, in performances. There's been a couple of guys that have really played well every single time they've played, but there's been quite a lot of average sort of performances, and it's then been quite easy to to change them to see if somebody else is going to do better. We just need a few players now really to step up and make it impossible for them to get dropped. Uh, and I think we started to see a few of those starting to starting to do it on uh, on on Sunday. I mean, for me, Martin had a very good game in the centre midfield. Jorge was superb. So, and again, Oscar for me is is the number one goalkeeper. Vincente always puts in a good shift. So, so yeah, I think uh, I think we're starting to see hopefully some kind of consistency in in a team. Um, is there many expect? Is there talk of people travelling? Is there going to be a coach going up there, or what kind of fan base are we going to have supporting them at this LJ game? It's it's always it's always impossible to tell. It's always impossible to tell. Um, I would like to think that. There'll be there'll be more going to that game than there has been going to sort of to other away games as it is so close. I yeah. would imagine that the Tory Army will probably take a take a, st- a sort of a stable number along, but they'll probably make their own steam up there rather than a, rather than putting a coach on. 
Okay, fantastic. Well, that's it for this this week. Um, thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can catch us on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And if you do listen on any of them platforms, please leave a review. Please be nice. Um, you can find the FMC and Merseyside socios of Torvieka, as well as the club itself on Facebook. On match days, cl- catch the build-up and the live action on Twitter at cdtorvieka, at cdtorvieka underscore en. And also give FM Central and Mercy Socials a follow on Twitter also. Thanks, Chris, for coming on this evening. No worries. Thank you, Paul, also. Thank you. And good night, everybody.